Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Well, so what we're going to do today in just a moment is we are going to hear from five fathers for five minutes. And so they each have a minute. No, they don't. Uh, five fathers for five minutes. And what, uh, what we're going to hear is this. You know, we've just been singing about how wonderful our father is, and he is. He's a perfect father. He's a wonderful father. I was talking to one of the fathers before the service, and he made mention that he didn't learn those fathering qualities from his own dad, but he did get them from God. And he was able to give them on to his children. I think that is the most beautiful thing. Who is perfect in all of his ways. And so what, that's exactly what we're looking for today from these five fathers. Is a characteristic and a quality of the perfect fatherhood of God. And I'm not saying the dads of the house are perfect. But they've received an aspect and seen an aspect of the fathering of the father God. And have incorporated that into the way that they are dads to their own kids. And so, doesn't that sound good? And we haven't even started yet. You guys are going to love it. It's going to be so rich. And um, before we get going, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we have the awesome privilege. And oh, what a privilege it is to call you Father. It's not just Christianese or spiritual terminology to begin a prayer with. It's true. You are our Father. And so, Father, we, um, we ask you that in this house today, that just your rich love that comes through these five fathers that are going to share, that there will be healing and restoration and comfort, that there'll be encouragement and strength in Jesus' name. And the qualities of Father such as these, these fathers have and have received of you will be given freely in this church service this morning. And we'll all be able to say when we go home, ooh, it's been good to be in the house of God today. If you can agree with that, let's say amen. Okay, well, let's start with our first father. The first father is Jeff Speechley. Yay, Jeff. Now, Jeff Speechley... He and his wife, Nina, uh, have two beautiful daughters, which, 2016? Two weddings. Two weddings in... Three months apart. Three months apart. And so, you know, we think about how... how yeah, these, look at these clapping people. They yeah, why, gave, why are you they laughing? Just gave, <laughs> they know about weddings. And so, uh, we, uh, we know that God is a giving father. Well, Wow, you gave your daughters away. To, to really good guys, too. So really great <laughs> Two men. really great guys. Isn't that so. wonderful? So, uh, Jeff, share with us. So, when I was asked to share, I was thinking about father as a principle. And over, even when I was younger, it, it's when I first had kids, because they're 24 and 22 now, I was very aware that the principle of fatherhood was sinking into disrespect. When I was young, we had my three sons, we had Father Knows Best, we had Happy Days, and the father was a person who has some wisdom to impart. 
TV today and the sitcoms today, very much a father uh, is the bozo, is the joke, is too weak, a bit silly, something to be laughed at. In fact, even Father's Day, there's talk of should it be called Special Persons Day. This world needs fathers, spiritual fathers. Take out the fathers and you have pain. Mm. Anyway, when my kids were about six and eight, we'd certainly established some principles in our home. We used to you know, read Bible stories tonight and pray with them each night. And I was being very aware of my inability as a father as I was growing up. And I think someone talks about having learner plates on all the time. And I remember going to a service in 2001 and the topic of the sermon was a miracle in a father's hug. And there's three points. It talked about affection, affection towards your kids. Talked about words, the words that you speak, words that you speak to your kids. And the heart, show them your heart. You know, as a father, you need to impart God's love to them as well. And one of the things you need for that is time. Time with your kids. Mm. And it's not just time as a, as, as a family, although that's great. Time around the kitchen table and all that. But one-on-one time with your kids. James 4.8 says, draw near to him and he will draw near to you. So how did I get that principle in? And John Burns, as I was listening to this sermon, gave me a principle of dating my daughters. And so what I did after that sermon is I actually came home from work one day, got dressed up, my daughter got dressed up, and went out to a restaurant together. And we just talked. We shared our hearts. We shared what was happening in our lives. It's really hard with a (laughs) six-year-old. But as they grew up, I tried to do it every month. I wasn't always perfect at that. And we went uh, movies once or twice, go-karting, walks, picnics, whatever it was, where I could spend one-on-one time with them. And invariably the question came is, what is really happening in your life? Where we got to the heart matters. You know, God's like that too. It's great to be here in a service. It's great to be here worshipping together. But sometimes the best times you have with God is one-on-one with Him. Where we get to know His heart where we get to know what's important to him, as we get to share some of the struggles we've got in our lives and get really close and intimate with our Heavenly Father. God wants you to know of his love, how special you are. Yes, you're part of this family, but he wants to know you individually. Mm. The miracle in a dad's hug. Let's hug our Father today. (laughs) Heavenly Father as well. Praise God. That was so good. Yay. Time, time. What a gift. What a gift you can give a child. What a gift God gives us in his time with us. All right. Dad number two, Daryl Gulliver. Feel calm. Daryl and his wife, Margot have four wonderful kids. I think there were two in the first service and two here. Yeah. So we have the men here. And so uh, Daryl runs one of our home groups. We just so appreciate what we see through God in you. Thanks, Patsy. Um, Yeah, I was uh, surprised when uh, Tony asked me to uh, talk about this this morning. 
and I'm certainly not putting myself on a pedestal as, uh, as was said, mentioned earlier, but, uh, and I'll never be the father of the year, but I was blessed this morning to have our, our two daughters and all our grandchildren here for the first service, and uh, that was a, a blessing, and my two sons now. Yay. Uh, mm, thank you. God is good, absolutely. Well, if you saw them now, you, can't, you couldn't imagine how small they were at one stage, but uh, Margot and I had four children uh, within five years, and uh, none, none of them were twins, so something worked. Um, in their early youth as well, when they were young children, uh, we grew up on a farm. We shared farm with my in-laws, and uh, we remember uh, fondly the things that we used to do, and it just I can still remember getting four children on an ag bike two on the front, two on the back, and we go down to the river and uh, fresh water, take them down there for a swim, and uh, it was just a lot of fun uh, doing that sort of thing. Sometimes, especially taking them to school at the end of the road, about one and a half, two k's, I'd fit them on the bike and take them to school and uh, pick them up sometimes. Rounding up cows, we didn't need cattle dogs. We had four children and they'd get off and herd up the cows for us when they carved. <laughs> You know, we got involved in their sporting activities. We played cricket in the backyard. We, we, there were lots of fond memories. Um, you know, and Margot and I really loved and enjoyed watching our children grow up and having fun. God was always in their lives. Um, and I just assumed that when they got older, that they would accept God into their lives. Uh, we had um, Sunday school. We had uh, meetings on a Sunday. We had uh, Bible class on a on a Wednesday, and we had church camps, and the kids had a, you know, were just always part of that, um, of that process, and, but, you know, God, God does have a sense of humour, uh, and I learned that God has given us the, the power to make choices in our lives, and there are always consequences to whatever choice we make. We speed down the motorway, you get caught, you lose points and cost you money, you don't speed, and it's all good. I also learnt that having children helps us to develop our characters. It helps us to develop a Christ-like character, which is so important in our lives. And it's by chipping away at our own imperfections. That's what it's all about, you know, because it's, it's, it's a learning process for us. And Tony and Patsy asked me to identify something that I've learnt from the Father God that, that I've applied to fathering. And as I said, I'm not perfect, but uh, you know, God has such a sense of humor. I always used to say to my children, God keeps biting you on the butt. you just got to keep listening and he'll keep biting you. Um, and I know that we've all learned from God in our lives uh, different things. And the first thought that came to my mind when I was asked was the hardest lesson I learned as a parent. And that was we don't always love what our children do, but we never, ever Stop loving them. And God is always faithful. Always faithful. He will never forsake us. Our second daughter, went uh, when she was in year 11, started mixing with the wrong people, and she's not here, so she was here in the first service. Uh, and our daughter spent more time away from school than attending school that year. It came out of the blue to me. I was totally shocked. She wouldn't come home after school. She would go to the homes of people we didn't know. She wouldn't come home at night. And she just didn't care. Um, she'd come home drunk, um, you know, or, or whatever situation she was in. And she just didn't understand the concerns that we had for her. 
I remember driving around the little town we lived in, trying to find her, bringing, trying to bring her home, just because I wanted her safe, just because we loved her and cared about her. Um, mornings, we would wake up early in the morning and just lay awake, praying to God, going out and looking at the stars, just waiting for her to come home. And it was that total despair that I felt was overwhelming when she just wasn't home. And God was in our prayers and he answered our prayers. Whenever she came home, you know, in whatever condition she was in, we didn't yell at her, we didn't get angry with her, we didn't tell her to leave, we just loved her so that she knew that she had a place to come home to. We would just clean her up, put her into bed, tuck her in and just say, we love you. That made me realise that God doesn't always love what I do. But he never stops loving me. God's love is unconditional. You know, it's love without conditions. There's no strings attached. Unconditional love is caring about the happiness of another person without any thought of what we might get for ourselves. What's in it for me? God just wants to love us. That is God's love for us. I honestly believe that our actions showed our daughter and our family that she was in a safe place and is loved unconditionally. We reflected God in our actions. There are many other situations that have occurred in our family lives where God's unconditional love has been so powerful in our family's life. And our daughter you know, has turned her life around and we have four beautiful, or she has four beautiful grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I'm a bit over time, so I just want to finish with Deuteronomy 31 verse 8, and it's on the screen. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Remember, he is with us. Amen. What a powerful verse of scripture. (laughs) Say this after me, the Lord will never leave me. Never forsake me. Yeah, that's the way the Father, the Father God is. All right, dad number three, and that is Paul Pillay. Paul, if you'll come. Paul and Jasmine have two beautiful daughters and sons-in-law. I don't know if they're beautiful, but they're good looking, I reckon. And, uh, and we're just so, so uh, looking forward to hearing what the Father God and the aspect of his heart through you. Well, I'd like to share on correcting children God's way. When I first became a father, I was such an amateur that I wish that I had L plates on that even my children would know that. But in the absence of that, I fell back on the experience that I had with my own father, which was a culture where love is unspoken but implied and expressions of physical love were barely ever demonstrated. However, the rod of correction was swiftly and painfully applied to communicate clearly the difference between right and wrong. Now, I loved my children right from the very beginning. So the challenge that I, that I faced was how to bring up my children so that in a loving nurturing, caring, well, even correcting 
and disciplining them so that they could achieve their best potential in life and also develop a strong moral and Christian values in their life. And to do all of this without actual, well, without actually showing them that I love them less or being intimidating. And that, 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 that was quite a challenge. Um, so what I realized, that the problem that I really faced uh, was that every time I tried to correct my children or discipline them, I became almost an entirely different person. I became overcome by anger and I expressed myself in ways that were far more painful and excessive than was necessary. And I realized that if I continued in this manner, that I would drive a wedge between me and my children, something that I really didn't want to do. So in desperation, I turned to God and looked at his word. And in Proverbs 3.12, he says, the Lord loves whom he corrects, even as a father corrects his child or children whom he loves. Looking at that, I could see that God's love for us is present, it's future, it's right through all eternity. And in addition to that, God also loves us unconditionally and is able to demonstrate his love and, give, and assure us of his love even when, he, when we do something wrong and even in the process of correcting us. And I realized that I have God's love in me and as a father, I can do the same. I can show my love to my children while I correct them and I can delight in the fact that I can use that as an opportunity to be able to show them, to, to show them the lessons that they can learn from it. Um, yeah, however, applying this was, was not easy. I found that many times I stumbled and I fell short of doing it God's way. And I found myself in more than one occasion actually going up to my eldest child and asking her for forgiveness, seeking her understanding that this was my first time as a dad, assuring her that I will try harder, and also promising her that I will do better. Progressively, by drawing upon God's <laughs> grace, I was able to have a lasting loving relationship with my children. Mm. What I really found was that through this all, that there was a togetherness, not just between me and my children, but between my entire family, between my wife and my children and myself. And this togetherness I was able to take into my own relationship with my Heavenly Father, realizing that when I do as, Father, as my Heavenly Father wants me to do in bringing up my children, then I'm able to receive his correction and do what he wants me to do. Mm, that's good. Thank you. Praise God. That's so good. Thank you, Paul. You can take them. That is so good. Well, thanks for being vulnerable and telling us about it. I, I, I just know there's a lot of not just mom, uh, dads, but moms in here that registered with. 
Dad number four, David Pello, come on up. Yes. David and his wife, Naomi, have uh, three beautiful children, and David serves uh, on the pulpit team, as you know. So David, share with us the aspect of the, the Father's love that you see. Good morning. I have three kids in high school. They're the genetically blessed ones, if you haven't seen them before. I have a little thing that I say to each of my kids over and over again, and I've been saying it for years and years. You're my favorite. Don't tell the others. What I've learned from Father God is how much he loves telling his kids how much he loves them. Over and over again in his word to us, he tells us how much he loves us. I picture the world's most spectacular waterfall as maybe being a shadow of how much love and affection God constantly pours out over each of us. And I know he's whispering to me and to you, you're my favorite. Don't tell the others. <laughs> I once heard James Dobson describe that Jewish men are vastly underrepresented in prison populations. He went on to describe how Jewish men do not have hang-ups or social awkwardness about fathers expressing affection for their sons. Even into adulthood, they will, as normally as we might shake hands, kiss each other on the lips. The security those men have in the knowledge of their father's love lends them a security and a confidence that results in better health, better educations, better careers, and better families in each generation. Every kid needs to be affirmed by their father. To hear him say only what your father can really bestow upon you, that he loves you, that he believes in you, and that he's proud of you. Our, our Heavenly Father showed us how to father our children. And he says to you now, for I have loved you with an everlasting love. His love for you was as gushing as a waterfall before you were even a twinkle in your daddy's eye. He's loved you this deeply in every moment of your life, your triumphs, your challenges, and your failures. His love for you is never-ending and unconditional. No matter how you behave, his love is infinite and unending. It just keeps coming and coming and coming without overflowing and without limit. Imagine the joy and security our kids can have when we impress upon them the certainty of the Father's love. Your Father loves you. He believes in you. And he's proud of you. Well, your Heavenly Father believes in you and wants you to know that you can do all things through Christ. You've got what it takes. He created good things for you to do. He's got unique assignments in store for you. He's given you the ability and the training to get them done. Even when trials come and life's tough circumstances seem to conspire against, it, to conspire against us, he says, you've got this. You've got what it takes. You can overcome, you can prevail, and you can be more than a conqueror. Imagine the quiet confidence and audacious belief in themselves our kids can have when their earthly father says to them, you've got this. I believe in you. 
You've got what it takes. Your Father in heaven loves you. He believes in you. And he's proud of you. He wants you to know and has told you over and over again that you are the pinnacle of his creation, the triumph of his achievements, the apple of his eye. You have his DNA. He made you in his image, spiritual, creative, relative, relational, and productive. He's so proud of you. He's really chuffed with how you are turning out. You reflect so well on him most of the time. And he soon forgets when you fall short, already having forgiven it. Don't mention it again, he says. He sees you and says, wow, you are holy, righteous, perfect. You are my best work yet. You actually are my favorite. Don't tell the others. Imagine the security of the son who knows his dad is proud of him. You are a fine man. I am proud of the man you have become. Imagine the security of the daughter who knows her father loves her. Her beauty, womanhood, value and worth has been affirmed in her over and over and over again without ceasing. This is how I try to invest the nature and character of our perfect father in heaven though far short of perfection myself. And even when our earthly fathers fall short of the glory of God, and we all do, Daddy God is saying that to you over and over and over again. He's saying it now. So hear it clearly. I love you, son. I love you, daughter. I believe in you. You've got what it takes. And I am proud of you. In fact... You're my favorite. Don't tell the others. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. I love all these aspects of the father heart of God. So much love. All right, our last father, Des McCallan, if you'll come. If you'll come, we are looking forward to hearing what God and his aspect of love is through you. Uh, Des and Julie are parents of three wonderful children, two of them in the States, Josiah, uh, the wild one on the platform. <laughs> and, um, and so, yeah, tell us what you've learned from the Father that you pass on for, to your kids. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, I didn't get far, did I? Uh, the other fathers have shared so many wonderful things. And when Pastor Patsy and Pastor Tony emailed me and asked me to share on some aspect of the Father's love that I imparted to the children, I was quite nervous. And uh, when all of our children were born, I had a sense in my heart of what each of them was called to do for the Lord. And they've each begun to walk in that. I remember Mum, who's here this morning, and she's 94 years old, waiting to go home and be with the Lord. And, uh, and I said to her just a little while ago, I said, Mum, I said, when you go home and you see Jesus, can you tell him something for me? I said, can you tell him um, thank you for parents 
that introduced us to Father God and Jesus? And she said, yes, I will. And so that's a wonderful moment coming for mum. But as a dad, uh, what can you teach your children from the scriptures, from Genesis to Revelation? Well, Jesus said in John chapter 17, when he spoke, and he spoke many times as he, uh, in his prayer when he prayed, and he said that, that they might know you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is life eternal. And so to be able to teach the children to know their father God mm. as the one true God. I remember that we would drive down the road and in Alice Springs in the outback and talk about the things that we could see, the sky, the animals, the plants, and just praising them or praising the magnificence of their father God, wanting them to know him in an aspect that is just so great. One of the things that I felt very precious that they were to know and to learn was to know how much that God loved us unconditionally. In fact, even as a young lad, when I was about 12 years old, when I came to know Jesus as my Lord and Saviour, I ran into his uh, unconditional love. And uh, every day of my life, and I'm now, you know, around 55 years old, my kids will tell me how old I am exactly. I don't care, actually. And... Uh, but even this day when I got up this morning, I'm, as, I'm more astounded today with his unconditional love than those four decades ago when I first came to know him. And that's what I want my kids to know. You know, we can give somebody a glass of water and ask them to hold it. And they can hold it and it might weigh only 100 grams or 200 grams. And, uh, but if I asked you to hold that glass of water all day, that 100 or 200 grams could be the heaviest thing that you've ever held in your life because of how long that you've held onto it. And I wanted our children so much above so many other things that life had to offer for them to know that God has forgiven us in Christ Jesus and that's how we're to forgive one another. And so to be always quick to forgive, to be quick to repent, and to be quick to believe. And uh, many times when we would sit up at night, especially with the girls when we were in Alice Springs, and they would want to sit up and talk at night about the Lord Jesus and about the things of God. And night after night, uh, they would look at me and I'd be falling asleep and I'd have to go to work the next day. And they'd go and say, I'll make you a cup of coffee and we'd just sit up and talk all night. And... Uh, there was one day of the year where it was very important for me um, to have that one day where I wasn't disturbed, and that's Boxing Day. You know, you can sit down, watch the cricket, everyone leave me alone. But even on Boxing Day, when my children would come to me and want to talk to me, and Julie would say, leave your father, it's his day today. And, and I would say, and I would put the TV on mute or I would turn it off because I wanted my children to know that no matter what I was doing, I always had time for them and had time to listen to them, no matter what it was. And that's what their Heavenly Father is like. And so praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. He never...
He is never distracted when you come into the throne room. He's never looking over your shoulder. He's never looking to the right or left. He's looking right at you. He's been waiting for you to come. Isn't that beautiful? Colossians, the first chapter, tells us something about God. It says that, that he created everything. And it says that he created things that are in heaven and on earth, both visible and invisible. Well, the visible part that he did, you know, in those days of creation, those six days of creation, we see the invisible part, uh, you know, when all of that happened, uh, so much of creation, wow, uh, we only take in the bit that is visible, but he, he created everything. And um, of all of his creation, both visible and invisible, Everything that he made in nature, everything that he made in the animal life, plant life, everything, there is only one in all of his creation that he gave his name to. And that was Father's. And so the weight of honor is absolutely astonishing. There is nothing that carries the weight of honor as a father in that shared name with God. So, uh, the, the fatherhood of God, because he's invisible and fathers are visible, he meant for all of these beautiful characteristics to be on display through a father. Oh, the devil hates that. He hates father. And, and um, as, as Jeff was pointing out, he's, he's really worked overtime to bring dishonor to the father God by bringing dishonor to fatherhood here on the earth through mistakes, through different kinds of things, bring dishonor to actually him. But praise the Lord, praise the Lord, we can give honor to fathers. And in giving honor to fathers, we're in essence giving honor to him. It is impossible to give honor to the father God and dishonor fatherhood here. Even when there is broken fatherhood, even when there is fractured fatherhood, we can still take the father, the perfect in all of his ways, fatherhood of God, and we can pray for fathers. Today, we're going to pray for fathers here in Australia. We're going to pray. There's some, some um, fathers that are, have been great. There's been some fathers that are, are not so great. There's some fathers that aren't with their children. There's some fathers, their children don't even know who they are, but God knows who they are. And today we're going to pray for Father. Would you like to do that today? We, I believe that God wants to strengthen the family in Australia. To strengthen the family in Australia, it is imperative that the fathers in those families be strengthened. And so we're the church, and we're going to pray that God does that. We've seen a beautiful display of fathers today and uh, the fatherhood of God through these fathers today. And there was a common line through them all. They've talked about the love of God, the love of God that is demonstrated in quality, one-on-one -on -one time. 
with, with, with your child. God's desire for our one-on-one -on -one time with him. And then we saw through, through Daryl, we saw that the love of God is unconditional even when we don't agree with the, our kids. We keep the love coming. Aren't you thankful our Father God gives us that kind of love? Paul, that wonderful love that corrects and fathers that don't correct, there's, there's a, a lack of the love of God coming through them because of a father who loves their child will correct, but how to correct and, and correcting like the father corrects. How gorgeous is that? That's so beautiful. That's love. And then the and then what David brought about the love of God being expressed, not just in thought, and the love of God through fathers, not just being expressed just in thoughts, secret thoughts that I love my kids, but expressed in touch, in infection, and in affirming words that build. And then finally, the last one, that love through, through, that Des was talking about, the unconditional, perpetual love of God that draws us. And even when we've done something wrong, we know we can come running to God because that love is there. Praise God. We want this kind of fatherhood in Australia, don't we? Well, let's ask for it. And I'd like the guys to come back up again, if you would, please. And I would like you to help me to pray for fathers today and for us to agree all together as a congregation as we lift up fatherhood. Uh, if the devil has come against, you know, the Bible says when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood and anything beautiful and from God, the devil is going to fight. But... When the, devil, when the devil or the enemy comes in like a flood, what is it? The Spirit of the Lord will what? He'll raise up a standard. And that standard begins to be raised up when the church stands up and prays, lifts up our voice and prays. And rather than whinging and complaining and just citing the fault, let's pray the answer. Amen? And so we're going to do that in, in the name of Jesus. But before we do, we'd like all the fathers in here, if you would, just please stand up. Yeah, just go ahead and stand on your feet. Stand up on your feet. And for the rest of us, let's look around at these mighty people and let's give them a hand. Yeah, we honor these men. We honor them. We honor them. We respect them as fathers. If you could please keep standing on your feet while we pray. Um, and Jeff, you have the mic. If you'll go ahead and you'll start, I'm going to just introduce our prayer, and then if you'll go ahead and start praying. Let's join together. Dear Heavenly Father, we bless you today, and we're so grateful, as we've said over and over again in our worship of you, you're a good Heavenly Father. But today we come to you on behalf of the fathers in this house, in this church family. We pray for the fathers in this church family. But we also pray for the fathers in Australia. We ask you to strengthen fatherhood in this country. In the name of Jesus, we ask for you to help, to assist, to encourage, to give, give light and truth to them in Jesus' name. Jeff, 
Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for the fathers in this house. Father, I pray for wisdom, your wisdom, your grace, to flow on them and through them into their households. Father, I pray, Lord, for a special dispensation this day as I would lead their homes. Father, I just pray for a great renewal of your love yes. in them mm-hmm. and through them to their, mm-hmm. to their everyone, whether it's their children, their grandchildren. Father, I pray for those that have no father, are the fatherless, that you would be their father to them. Father God, that you would comfort them, that you would strengthen them. Yes. And Father, they would know this day that they are loved and special. Amen. Amen. Father, we uh, are just truly blessed to know you and we, we uh, saw this morning and heard this morning through the words that um, your unconditional love is always with us. You love us. You care yes. for us. Mm. You don't care what we've done in the past. All you want to know is that we love you and that you care for us, Father. And, yes. and that is such a blessing to us. And we want to be able to reflect that through our actions, not only with our family, but those mm. that we come in contact with through work or, or whatever the situation might be, that we can just show them. Father, that your love is real, that it's genuine, and it's that peace that passes all understanding. Ah, Be with us, and we know we we have been planted here in this uh, Springwood uh, area for a reason. Father, we want to be that light that draws people. We want to reflect you in everything that we do and say, and and we just thank you for being our Father and for loving us. Amen, in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are the greatest Father, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for the example that you give us, Lord, of a father and child relationship. Father, right now, I bring all the first-time fathers before you. Father, Lord, I pray that you'll give them wisdom, that you'll give them guidance, Lord, as as, as they embark upon fatherhood. Father, Lord, I also pray at this time for fathers who have lost a child, Mm -hmm. or children who have lost their fathers. Mm -hmm. Lord, I pray that you will comfort Mm -hmm. them, that you will strengthen them. Mm -hmm. And Lord, I pray for fathers who have been separated from their children for one reason or another. Lord, I pray that you will warm their hearts with your love. Father, that they will sense the love of their children Mm -hmm. in spite of distance. Father, Lord, I just praise you, praise you and thank you, Lord, and pray for a special blessing upon each and every father. Lord, I pray for fathers who do not know you as your Lord and Savior. Mm. Father, I pray, Lord, that they will be given opportunities, that they will come to know you as your Lord and Savior. Yes. And Father, we just praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you and praise you. Yes. And Father, as Jesus came and taught us about who you were as our Father, mm-hmm. Lord, and as men here are examples to the younger generation on what fathers are like with all purity and with all love. Mm-hmm. We thank you, Father, that raising up the status of manhood and fatherhood amongst the church to be as a beacon of light, like salt that has not lost its flavour, because the world has said that fatherhood has lost its flavour but before you it hasn't. Mm -hmm. And Father, we thank and praise you in the name of Jesus that as you, the Father, loved us unconditionally, that we can love unconditionally and that by our actions we build up and strengthen. By our actions, the young ones will come to know you as the Father God and that they will just trust you 
because they can trust you, because they know you. And we praise and thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the model of fathering and fatherhood that you've given us. And Lord, we pray that in our church and in our nation, in the whole world, it would be filled with reflections of the fathering of God in, mm -hmm. in men. Lord, we pray for the men of Australia, that they would yes. be enabled and empowered Stand to be be good fathers like our Father in heaven, that where their own fathering model was lacking in their childhood, where they, they bring fathering wounds, that they would be healed and that they would learn from Father God in Scripture, that the church would not be shy in saying, this is Father God and we can be like yes. Him. That uh, Australia would know that fathers are an important, yes. essential and indispensable part of the best plan that God has for our families yes. and for our children. We thank you, Lord, that in the nation of Australia and in Rhema Family Church, that fathers and fatherhood will be honoured, yes. that it will be esteemed and that it yes. will be valued, not considered light, but considered valuable. Yes. And that as a result, people will be pointed to Jesus, that people will be pointed to our Heavenly Father to God and that we would have a, an intimate and personal relationship with our yes. Heavenly Father. And we thank you that your plans are good for us and our plans for our families and our kids are good. In Jesus' in name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Before you're seated, could everybody just stand up and join the fathers, please? Could we all just lift up our voices and pray for fathers all across this land? You add your prayers to these fathers that have just gotten done praying. Hallelujah. Lord, let, let fathers be strengthened and stand up. Oh, let fatherhood be exalted into the place of honor that you've ordained for it to be. In Jesus' name, life and strength and truth to surround fatherhood so that they can walk freely in this wonderful and noble calling in Jesus' name. Encourage fathers. We lift up their hands. We strengthen them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want to give an invitation. Dear, Heaven, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person that is in this house this morning. You know every single one of them. You care for every single one. And as we've heard over and over and over, you love every single one. But Father, if there's somebody in this room that is not in your family yet, I pray especially for them because you've made a way through Jesus and his death and his resurrection for everybody to be in the family of God, to be born again into the family of God. And Father, if there is such a person here, today on Father's Day is the day that they can be able to call you Father. We give that special invitation to them. Father, we pray for also people who may have um, just gotten lost, that have been born again, and they're in the family of God, but they've gone out and, and they've been begun to be confused about who they are and what your purpose for them is. Oh, you're calling them home today. And as we've heard already, a, a big scolding doesn't wait them. A big thrashing doesn't wait them. 
but you actually open your arms and say, come home, come home, come home. Father God, if there are brokenhearted people here today, you want to heal them. If there's people here today that have been hurt by their father, by something he did or by something that he did not do, I thank you that there is healing for people in their souls today. Father, you're a good father, and there's healing not only for people's souls, but also for their body. And so today, as we open up the front for ministry, I thank you that you're waiting. And through these fathers that will minister today, your father heart will be manifested in Jesus' precious and holy name. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.